Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. You know, I listen to Bickley and Murata. Terrific show, by the way. I really enjoy it. Bickley and Murata mornings from 6 to 10. Bickley and Murata. It's the greatest show on earth. Bickley and Murata. Good morning and welcome. Dan Bickley. Sportsman. Sports. Vince Murata. It's a power-packed morning zoo. Are you kidding me? Bickley and Murata. Bigly and Murata. I love this show. This is the greatest show in the history of radio. It's the greatest radio show ever. Bigly and Murata. I hate everything about this show. This is the worst show in the world. Good morning, happy game day, Valley sports fans. As Sarah the Ruthless just told you, it is closing time in Phoenix. Hi, Vinny. Good morning, Vic. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm good. Did you uh, did you say you wanted to start the show with some musical knowledge? It's kind of a lack of musical knowledge. All right, really. Go ahead. I assume everybody on planet Earth, including the three people in this studio. Good morning, Sarah. Good morning, Jared. By the way, hi. hi. Uh, you've all seen the Amazon commercial with the young girl with the yellow jacket. Yes, yeah. she's got the, the, fa- the facial hair problem. Deal. You've seen this commercial, right? I'm, I'm okay, sure you continue. Okay. Just pretend I do. Pretend I have. Well, Thank the, you. The song on the commercial that that provides the backing track is this. Jared's doing the dance almost perfectly, by the way. Same hairdo as the girl in the in the commercial. Okay. So the whole thing is based on like Freddie Mercury. She sees the Freddie Mercury mustache on the bobblehead. Yeah. I had no idea this was a Queen song until like yesterday. Did you know this is Queen? No, I didn't. Listen to Freddie's voice. Unbelievable. Uh, okay. <laughs> what? Wow. What's the name of the song? Cool Cat. Yeah, I never. It was like the last track or one of the last tracks on their 1982 album. Yeah, newsflash. Freddie Mercury was a great singer. Yes. <laughs> wow. I had no idea. That's very interesting. I know. I didn't either, actually. I assumed because of the context of the. But it is an interesting choice of song when they could have picked dozens of others. Right, wow. so many iconic but the rights, The rights for this one were probably cheaper. <laughs> <laughs> oh, interesting. Take $13. All right, All so right good. There's, there's my, there you go. my lack of musical knowledge, no musical knowledge bit of the day. All right, it is game night. There's a lot of <laughs> basketball to get into. Start the show, Jared. The Splash. Splash. The stories making waves in the sports world. The Splash. Splash. The Splash, brought to you by Presidential Pools, Arizona's number one pool builder. See why at presidentialpools.com. Jarrett, just an idea. I was impressed with your dancing impersonation there. Maybe a... Maybe a new video for for the website with that uh, dancing ability. I'll just plant, I'll just plant the okay. seed. Yeah, like you need. I love it. You need the push. Uh, it is game night in the Valley. Suns host the Clippers in Game Five of their Western Conference first round playoff series. Opportunity for the Suns to wrap up a playoff series at home for the first time since May second, two thousand seven. It's been that long. That's when they beat the Lakers in Game Five at the then U.S. Airways Center. Guard Cameron Payne has been upgraded to probable for Game Five. Payne has missed the Suns 
last five games after suffering a back injury against the Lakers on April 7th. Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, both still listed as out for the Clippers. Tonight's game tips off just after 7. Pre-game coverage starts at 6 following Burns and Gambo on the Arizona Sports app and yeah. 98.7. Not a night to mess around. Nope. It's a night to handle the business. No more playing with your food, yeah, which is the, the, popular, uh, the popular phrase of the day. Last night in the NBA, the Milwaukee Bucks got Giannis back from a two-game absence, and he had a triple-double, but it did not matter because of Jimmy freaking Butler, who went off for 56 points, including 21 in the fourth quarter. The Heat beat the Bucks 119-114, and they are up 3-1 in that series. The Lakers find themselves up 3-1 on Memphis after a 117-111 overtime win at Crypto.com Arena. Austin Reeves led the Lakers with 23, and LeBron James had his first career 2020 game, 22 points and 20 rebounds. As the Lakers are one game away. And the joke away. for everybody is Dylan Brooks, there's your 40. <laughs> I didn't even think of that. 20 plus 20, there's I, your 40, I guess Dylan. he begrudgingly has yeah. to respect him now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Dylan, uh, yeah, Dylan Brooks was, and John uh, Moran both yeah. left without talking to the media last night, too. Mm-hmm. Ooh, so brave. Yeah. Uh, Sacramento star De'Aaron Fox has a fracture in his left index finger, oh, but boy. there's still hope he'll be able to play in tonight's pivotal game five against Golden State in Sacramento. They're talking about it's like a fingertip fracture, but it's Wouldn't on his shooting Wouldn't be an issue if he was right-handed. Yeah. That's a big, big, oh, yeah. big No, it's a huge, yeah, I know. It's, it's, it's as big of a development as the John Morant with the Grizzlies. Yep. Got dudes getting nicked up everywhere. Yeah, it's, Again, knock on wood. Not only with injury, but with suspension. Atlanta Hawks will be without DeJounte Murray for tonight's Game 5 in Boston. He's serving a one-game suspension for making contact with official Gediminas Petritus in the final seconds following the uh, the horn in Sunday's uh, Celtics win over the Hawks in Game very 5. Very stupid. How do you do that? Very, very, it was one of the dumbest things I've seen a player do coming out of a good game too. Yeah, for him. Yes, but you go out of your way to bump the official. Yeah, of course, you're going to get suspended. Yeah, team needs you, dude. Uh, triple header of playoff action tonight starts with the Celtics hosting the Hawks at, on TNT at 4:30. Then the Nuggets try to close out the T Wolves in Game Five in the Mile High City. That's on NBA TV, and the Suns Clippers close out the night of basketball on TNT and Valley Sports Arizona locally. The Houston Rockets have their new head coach. It's former Celtics boss Ime Udoka, who was suspended indefinitely to begin the season and then ultimately fired for an improper workplace relationship during his time in Boston. Suns associate head coach Kevin Young reportedly interviewed for that job. Uh, Lowry Marketing named the NBA's most improved player for 2023. And, and I think well-deserved. There's a lot of people who thought there were other candidates for that. Mikhail Bridges among them. Um, Lowry Markkinen was sensational yep. from the start to the finish. So. Shea Gilgis-Alexander yeah, finished too. second and Jalen Brunson and finished third. I mean, those guys definitely right. elevated, but they were pretty good to begin with. Yeah. Well, That's, that is I true. I was, too. But uh, Shea Gilgis-Alexander is on a max contract, so yes, yeah, the expectations right, right, are higher. Yeah. Right. Uh, our long national nightmare appears to be over. The New York Jets and the Green Bay Packers have agreed on terms of a trade that will send four-time league MVP Aaron Rodgers to the Big Apple. The Packers will send Rodgers along with the 15th overall pick and a fifth-round pick in this week's draft to the Jets for the Jets' first-round pick, which is 13th overall, second- and sixth-round picks this year, and a conditional 
2024 second round pick that becomes a first if Rodgers plays 65% or more of the Jets snaps this season. Uh, the Jets odds to win the Super Bowl jump to 14 to 1 after that news broke. That, that sounds like uh, there's a lot of people who think the Jets paid through the nose. I think that sounds about the perfect price tag for a quarterback of Aaron Rodgers caliber even if he's a short timer. And it also seems to me that's a good precedent for DeAndre Hopkins to not give him up. Now I know you can't compare quarterbacks and wide receivers, but it's pretty clear Brian Goody Kunst, Gooden Kunst of the Packers stood firm. And the Jets ended up meeting a price, if not the price. The part for me that puts it a little like a little exorbitant for the Jets is that conditional pick. There's no chance he's not going to play 65% of the snaps, so that's right. a, another first-round pick out the door. And Aaron Rodgers might not be the quarterback of the Jets this time next year. There's that. There's that. That is the risk. Yeah. You know who else is feeling this? Bill Belichick. The end of his career is not going to go well in New nope. England. Nope. Uh, D-backs got back in the win column. 5-4 victory over Kansas City to open a three-game series at Chase Field. Christian Walker scored on a fielder's choice with one out in the eighth to give the D-backs their winning margin. That series continues tonight at Chase Field with Ryan Nelson taking the hill for the Snakes against KC right-hander Brady Singer. 6:41 first pitch. Pre-game coverage starts at 6 on the Arizona Sports app and ESPN 620. D-backs also shuffled their roster yesterday to make room for Monday night starter Tommy Henry, the club option right-hander Dre Jamison. Triple-A Reno. Jamison was pulled after just one inning of his Sunday start against San Diego. A 7-5 to loss. Another sign that the yeah. D-backs are not messing I know, around. I, I like this a lot because you, you can't you can't have it like it used to be with the Suns when young guys were making dumb mistakes, but there was no one you couldn't sit them down because yes. there was no one else to play. Yep. You're setting a standard. You're saying if you can't throw strikes, if you can't get out of a first year, you don't belong in the major leagues. So, so what you're saying is Dre Jamison is not equivalent to Marquise Chris. That's it. That's it. That's the analogy. And the Stanley Cup playoffs, New Jersey topped the Rangers 3-1. That series now tied at 2-2. Toronto went overtime to beat Tampa Bay 5-4. They came back from a 4-1 deficit after two periods, and they're just one win away from their first series win since 2004. How do, how do hockey fans in Toronto reconcile that? Uh, Vegas doubled up Winnipeg 4-2. The Golden Knights are up 3-1. And the Seattle Kraken get a 3-2 overtime win over Colorado to even that series up 2-2. But they're going to be without their leading scorer, who was the victim of a very, very, very cheap shot. Did you see Kel yeah. McCarr's shot yes, on the can? Oof, yep. oh, gross. There you go. There's your splash for Tuesday, April 25th. It is game night and maybe a closeout game night for the Suns against the Clippers. We'll get into it next. Spickley and Murata mornings here on Arizona Sports the local sports leader. Arizona Sports, the home of Phoenix Suns basketball. Suns playoff coverage presented by Michelob Ultra. Bickley and Murata talk Suns Clippers now. It's a good feeling, but you know, we just have to do it. That's what it's going to come down to. Uh, I think we are in this situation before versus them, and they came out in Game 5 and, and beat us last time that happened. So, you know, just coming in with, you know, awareness ready to go from the beginning and, you know, just protect home court like we've been seeing all series. It's Devin Booker at practice yesterday talking about what it would feel like to close out the Clippers at home. That is an experience Devin Booker has not had. As a professional basketball player in his three years of playoff action, the Suns have not closed out a team at home. They've got another opportunity tonight to do that to a team in the L.A. Clippers that I've described as pesky, 
they've been a they've been a pain in the backside for the Suns mm-hmm. uh, in this whole series. The Suns have not been able to put their foot on the throat of the Clippers and really put them away and pull away in any of their three victories. And we saw what happened in in Game One. Uh, this is. One of the closer three-one series, I I can, you know, when you hear three-one, you see it on paper. You don't really characterize it as a close series, but this has been one. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure I feel that fully the way you just described it. I I think some of the wind came out of these sails the minute we learned Kawhi Leonard was no longer part of this series. And and, and I think the the Clippers have been more resolute than maybe some people expected them to be, but I think they've also been exposed for what they are at the end of these games. So I I, I don't think it's... I'm not sure it's been that much of a nail-biter the last couple of games, but they have been competitive. So, but, but you don't have to apologize for that. I, there are already people lining up to talk about how lucky the Phoenix Suns get in the NBA playoffs. And you could rattle off their last series victories, and every series victory they have almost comes with an asterisk, an injury to the other team. But that's what happens this time of year. Well, and, But just look at this year's playoffs. Yes, Kawhi's out, Paul George is out, but elsewhere around the league. John Morant missed time. Giannis missed time. Embiid missed time. De'Aaron Fox is out with, or could be out with an injury. There's been suspensions to key players. Draymond Green got suspended. Dylan Brooks got should have been suspended. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Dejounte Murray suspended. So, I mean, I know about the historic examples, and people will point back to that 2021 run to the finals by the Suns, and they'll put an asterisk by it. But I think that's. I don't know why everybody is so apt to do that just for the Suns. I mean, yeah, we're talking saying. about yeah. Kawhi Leonard. No, Kawhi Leonard won a title in Toronto. Kevin Durant and Clay Thompson both had serious injuries in, well, the, in that series, which completely changed the complexion of it. Nobody puts an asterisk by that Toronto's finals. Well, the reason I agree with you is because if you ask um, a Phoenix Suns fan or somebody who's been following these these playoff journeys, it, we don't feel remotely lucky. Even though outsiders will go, well, look at all the breaks you've received. We don't feel lucky. What 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 has luck ever done for us? Seriously, and, and and the closer we've gotten, the worse our luck gets. Absolutely. So the so the idea that Phoenix always skates when they're in the playoffs is laughable. Yeah. <laughs> laughable. Yeah, just look at their collection of championship rings that this, show how much it. how much yeah. luck they've had. Yeah. So, but this is this is extreme. The, this the the disappearance of Kawhi Leonard from this series came right at a time when this thing was starting to feel epic. When Kawhi in Game One was like, oh man. That is a one-man wrecking ball. And then the Suns down 13 in early parts of Game 2 where literally people on social media were forecasting a potential sweep. That's that's what it looked like through five and a half quarters of this series. Mm-hmm. And, and then Devin Booker happened, and he's kept happening. And, <laughs> and you know, and last game, Chris Paul kind of added his name to the mix. And Torrey Craig's been pretty darn good and solid throughout it all, and here we are. So it, it, the idea that we're lucky in this particular series Absolutely, but that's 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 neither here nor there as far as I'm concerned because it, it's there's one lucky team at the end of it all. Yeah, and and, can, it ain't, and it's never been us. No, and you can point to any champion in the history of the NBA, and you'll see that they got breaks along the way. 
Maybe not Absolutely. as pronounced as, as what the Suns experienced in 2021, but they yeah. get them. So you got to take advantage of it. Yes. That's that's sort of the that's sort of the mindset here. I was uh, very very encouraged in listening to Devin Booker talk yesterday about this very subject because he, he had distilled this thing down to a series of one game projects is what he called them projects that no matter how we have to get it done we've got to get it done and once we get it done we move on to the next one until there are no projects left in front of us. Yeah. Here was, uh, I believe this is the cut that Devin Booker uh, shared his thoughts on his playoff mentality. Honestly, just win at all costs. You know, uh, all the regular season stuff, the the statistics, the stats, the efficiency, like all that is off the table. Uh, we all have one main goal, and you know, each game is its own new project, and then, and that's how we view it. Each game has its own personality, and. You know, you have to have a quick memory, win or loss, on to the next one, and you know, until until the job's finished. Yeah, that's um, pretty wise way yeah. to look at it for a guy only in his third postseason. Yes, yes, and 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 I think there's a lot of um, there's a lot of scar tissue and a lot of experience that comes with that. So, and that's that's a healthy way to look at these games. None more so than tonight. It, it really doesn't matter what it looks like. I think we all have an idea of what we would like it to look like. I think we'd all like it to be a comfortable eighteen to twenty point lead. Yeah, that would be nice. Yeah, and it just <laughs> then it just becomes a roll call in the second half. Well, with a practical running clock and the team on the other side just waiting to get on the bus. One of one of the themes that has been woven throughout this whole series, and Devin Booker's right, each game has its own personality, but. There's been traits for each one of these games, and the Suns start slow. They've started slow in every single game. In fact, in the four first quarters of of this matchup so far, they've been outscored by a total of 24 points. They've not won a first quarter yet. Uh, Monty Williams talked about that yesterday. I just want to win the game. If they they win all first quarters and we win the game, I'm cool with that. Um, We're just trying to figure out ways to come out on top. Um, I think we've done a better job um, in the last two. Um, if Morris doesn't hit that shot off the glass from the side in the in the in game three, we we win that quarter by three. So I'm really focused on starting well. And obviously, if you win the first quarter and win the game, that's optimum. But as long as we you know come on come out on top in the end, I'm good. With that. Yeah, Monty's right. I mean, ultimately, you want to win the game, but you could set yeah. a tone. You can certainly make things easier for yourself in the first 12 minutes than, than the Suns have. Yeah, um, I, I I don't know that it's I, I don't think they've been caught necessarily. Aside for the last game, felt to me like they thought that the Clippers were just going to you know tap out. Yeah, that it, it kind of. But it was also a twelve thirty start. It's so unusual for these guys. Yeah, for a, for a West Coast game to start at twelve thirty, especially when it's what I think it came out to forty hours after yeah thirty eight yeah, something, something like that. Something like that. Yeah, it was somewhere between thirty eight and thirty nine to be exact. But it's still it was a quick turnaround. So I think there's an element of that to the start of Saturday that has to be because it was an ugly basketball game early on Saturday. But Just the, ugly. The big picture though is if they keep falling behind in games, that means they're going to have to keep playing their starters. Longer, but, and but again, more. there's nothing. There's nothing to suggest that they're going to fall behind every single night. There's, there's. I don't think there's anything they're necessarily doing wrong. Does but, that make sense to you? To, I, I don't think. Jared, I don't Jared, think this is a systemic thing where we have to worry about them slow starting down the road in the semis, or that. I, I don't see the correlation. There. But to Jared's point, let's say they get out to a ten point lead. Mm-hmm. 
And then there's maybe a little bit of normal rest baked in by Monty Williams, and you got to go to three bench players. <laughs> that lead evaporates again, which we saw happen a couple of times in, in, in game one. Uh, getting well, th- Cameron Payne back yeah. tonight, hopefully he can be the spark plug to light something offensively, and it's not going to be huge minutes, especially since he's coming back from an injury, but Monty Williams is running out of options for, yeah, listen, for guys to spark that bench. As I th- so I think what, maybe what Jarrett was saying that I didn't hear, but what I will agree with is that th- what I would worry about with the Suns down the road, what is systemically wrong with this basketball team as you project down the road, it's those placeholder minutes, the pockets in the game where you need to either sit KD and Devin Booker for a little bit uh-huh. or you're dealing with some foul issues. Do you have a structurally solid enough bench where you can come out of those minutes, you know, unscathed? Uh-huh. And as of right now, that's a huge question mark with it this is. team. You can score the hottest ticket in town, Suns playoff tickets. Just text the word ticket to 62620. That'll get you registered. And then listen for your name today during the 7 o'clock noon and 5 o'clock hours for your chance to qualify for Game 5 tickets to see the Suns take on the Clippers tonight. That's ticket to 620-620. Coming up next, D-backs get back in the win column. It wasn't pretty, but a win is a win as they get one over the Royals. D-backs daily is next. It's Bickley and Murata mornings on this Tuesday here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports, the home of Arizona Diamondbacks baseball. D-backs daily. Brought to you by the Arizona Department of Health Services. The first step to help is three numbers away. Call, text, or chat 988 to access the Suicide and Crisis Lifeline. Yeah, first of a three-game series between the D-backs and the struggling Kansas City Royals, but... Tommy Henry making his first start of the year at the big league level for the Diamondbacks. Threw a meatball to start things off in the first inning to uh, Edward Olivares. And there's a high drive to left. I don't think the ballpark's going to hold this one. It's not. Long home run for Olivares, and it's one nothing in favor of Kansas City. And that one went 412 feet. Greg Schulte on the call on the D-backs radio network. To the bottom of the second, D-backs would tie it up. A sack fly from Alec Thomas would score Lourdes Gurriel Jr. And then the D-backs would take their first lead of the night later in the second on an infield single from new leadoff hitter Geraldo Perdomo. Ground ball hit sharply. Knocked down by the second baseman. He won't get anybody. A run will score. As coming to score is Smith. Nice play by Massey to knock it down, but it rolled away from him. That'll go as an infield hit off the bat of Perdomo. McCarthy goes to second, and it's 2-1 on D-backs. 2-1 at that point. The uh, Royals would tie it up in the third inning. Salvador Perez, a single to left that scored. Vinny Pasquantino, huh? Hey! <laughs> I love that guy. Uh, he scored to make it uh, 2-2. The... Uh, D-backs would then jump out ahead in the uh, third inning. Pavin Smith at bat. Here's the uh, 1-2 pitch to Smith. Swinging a drive into right field. That's a base hit. Carroll will score easily around third. Gurriel will race to third. RBI single Pavin Smith. And the Diamondbacks move back on top 3-2. to two. Yeah, Gabby Moreno's ground out scored Gurriel to make it 4-2 in the third. And the, the Royals would uh, mount their comeback. Uh, Salvador Perez doubled to center. Scored Oliveras to make it 4-3. Then in the eighth, Kyle Isbell, a pinch hit single to right, scored Michael Massey. We're tied at four. Uh, and then in the bottom of the eighth, more small ball by the uh, D-backs to 
give them the lead once again. The 1-2 pitch with the runner going off first and a little dribbler up the first baseline. Pasquantino will come to the plate. It hits the base runner coming in, Walker. A run scores, and the other runners go to second and third. The Diamondbacks get the lead, 5-4. Bad throw by Pasquantino. Yeah, 5-4 there. Andrew Chafin would work five outs yeah. for the save and give the D-backs a 5-4 well, win. And another play with his glove that had his manager shaking his head a little bit. He called off his catcher in his first baseman. On that little pop. And you yeah, by the dugout. You yeah. don't see that very often. Nope. <laughs> but uh, but hey, I, I don't know if you know this. Christian play. Walker used a, a phrase after the game I did not know. He said he had no problem yielding to Andrew Chafin because Andrew Chafin power shags. That's what he said. He power shags in the outfield. Yeah, baby. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what I told myself. Wasn't that Beyonce's character? He said, right. That was yeah. her name. Power shags. Power shags. <laughs> Says he Shall pow- we power shag now or baby, power right. shag later? <laughs> That's what he said. He power shags in the outfield every day during batting practice. Never heard that phrase before. Neither power have shagging. Neither have I. With his hair and it, mustache. I'd also describe uh, I, I, his I look. buy it for yeah. Andrew. Okay. Andrew Power Shag Chafin. Yeah. I like okay. it. Tori Lovello after the game said, uh, don't put it in a time capsule, but... It uh, wasn't, the, wasn't the cleanest game, but it was a win. So um, anyone's a good win. Um, some, some good moments and some learning moments. So we'll hammer away at a couple of, of those moments where we can pull the guys aside, um, talk about how they can address a couple things and get a little better for, for their next... Their yeah, that uh, 5-4 win to open up the uh, series, but the D-backs had a sack fly to score a run, an infield single, an RBI ground out, and then a fielder's choice. You want to talk about playing yeah. playing small, small ball. Oh, it, <laughs> yeah, that was the epitome of it. And yeah. Geraldo Perdomo in the leadoff yeah. spot for the first time in his career, on base three times, okay. mm-hmm. creating some havoc. If you're power shagging, no wonder you're chafing. Oh, Jared <laughs> Carlin for the win! <laughs> Didn't even save that for Friday. <laughs> well done, Ferret. <laughs> and there you go. On that note, that's D Backs Daily. <laughs> He's highly intelligent. He's one of the, the most intelligent basketball players in this association. You can't do what he does on both ends of the court just by running around and, and trying to figure things out. He understands what we're trying to do, and he understands what they're trying to do. They're a very good team, so it's not as if you can just find a bunch of mistakes that they're going to make. They're well-schooled, well-coached, well-drilled, and have a bunch of experienced players. You know, So you have to, you have to access a lot of different parts uh, of the menu, and he's really developed his game over the years, and, um, particularly the last you know three years uh, to be able to go to different things when we need it. Derek Spolster talking about last night's NBA hero Jimmy Butler, the Miami Heat, who put on an absolute show in Game Four as the Heat beat the Bucks to take a three-one series lead. Butler, fifty-six points, the fourth highest playoff scoring total in history. And there's other guys that have scored fifty-six, including Charles Barkley with the Suns. But I get to this point at least once every season. And a lot of it stems from Jimmy Butler's past and the and the the bubble run to the mm-hmm. finals by the Heat. Yeah, 
that every year following, he's he's elevated himself to one of the big names in the league. And you're like, eh, is Jimmy Butler overrated? I mean, why were the Heat an eight seed if Jimmy Butler's so great? Mm-hmm. You start to lean that way, and then he does something like he did last night, yeah. where the stage is big, the lights are bright, and he's the best player by far on the floor. Yeah, and that so so what it really comes down to is he's actually underrated and not overrated. Yeah. Because if he can do this, and he's done this repeatedly on these big stages, the, the, especially with the Heat being their roster being so compromised. No Tyler Hero, um, no Victor Oladipo yeah. in that game. And so they were already down numbers and they were facing a, a desperate Bucks team that had Giannis returning. They were down, what, 12, 13 in the fourth mm-hmm. quarter of that game? He put on a, that was elite level stuff. It wasn't just shot making, it was the will. It was the, when people talk about alpha males in the NBA carrying a team up a mountain, that's what it looks like. Yeah, there was that weird play where Butler got the breakaway dunk, but it was off a turnover by Giannis where he just kind of held the ball. It was a weird play. You know, the Heat poked it away, and it ended up in that. But I was I mean, so the, waiting for the ref to tee him up for hanging on the rim. I'm like, do it, just <laughs> do terrible. it. I dare you, do it. Writhing around up there, do it. And now that crowd in South Beach, yeah. yeah the, when you get the crowd in South Beach Whoa. excited about That's something, right. you're doing something yes, crazy good. Yeah, and that, the energy, the energy exchange between Jimmy Butler and that crowd yeah. was fat. I hope we see something like that tonight in downtown Phoenix. Yeah. Now the circumstances are not the same, but it is a close up. But that to me, I was watching. It and I'm like, that's what I want to feel tomorrow night. Jimmy Butler on uh, stepping up in the playoffs. I love the competitive aspect of it, I guess. I think this is where all the like, best players, they just they show up and they show out. And I'm not saying I'm one of those best players. I just want to be looked at, as, um, looked at as such. I just go out there and I compete. I want to do everything for my team to win, along with everybody else on his roster. I think Coach Pat and, 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 and Spo wanted me here for a reason. I feel like this is part of that reason. But the job's not done, so we don't want to get comfortable. We got one more to get. Yeah, I've got one more to get in the next uh. three. Three games and the Bucks going home now down three one. Uh, they just flashed the stat on ESPN in the history of the NBA playoffs. Teams that are down three one all time thirteen and two fifty eight. <laughs> so the odds are not in your favor. So if you're the Miami Heat, you're looking at Game Five in the road on the road in Milwaukee. You're not winning that game, are you? Do you do you make tactical decisions and put all the chips on Game Six in Miami? If you were it, betting on somebody to score fifty six points in Game it's Five, yeah, it's we, Giannis because we've seen him do that. Yeah, when when there's blood in the water, we haven't seen him do it with his back against the wall. Right. But when there's blood in the water, he's done it. Like, That's a good point. That's a real good point. So this is uh, this is they're at crisis point. And Jay Crowder, a DNP last Jake night. Jake Crowder, love that guy. I guess I don't. <laughs> Don't love that guy so much anymore. Bench warmer. <laughs> Bench warmer. And maybe Our guy for- Ralph Amston pointed out, imagine how sour things must have gone in Milwaukee for Mike Budenholzer to look over during that Jimmy Butler thing and go, no, I'm not putting him in the game. <laughs> Defensive stopper. I- I'm Jay not Crowder. putting him in the right. I'm not, I'm not doing it. I had a big I'm kick out of that too. Because <laughs> there's some truth to it. Yeah, right? the Lakers uh, won as well. They're one game away from moving on. Uh, it, every every game, every second I watch of that series, I'm just overcome with. I can't stand either one of these teams. <laughs> the I'm rooting for the Grizzlies, but I'm doing so begrudgingly. They are such an unlikable basketball team in every way. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Yeah. I, I, I happen to agree with that. Yeah. I actually I came out of last night with a rare measure of respect for LeBron. 
Uh, it, the clarity to, to play the way he did last night, to play the, the physical game and absorb what he absorbed last night and yeah. then put up 20-20 at age 40, whatever he is. Yeah. The clutch, the clutchness. Yes, the clutchness. I agree. So, you know. Well, he said after I'm going to say. He does whatever as far it takes as I'm going to go with it. Greatest of all time. Okay. Yeah, yeah right. Good point, Dan. Yeah, yeah, right. Don't you okay. have any more jokes about chafing you yeah, can make instead of saying dumb things? Oh, I'm sure you're right. That. Yeah, I'm sure you're chafing right about now. You can now. text your thoughts <laughs> to the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. Coming up next, a certain NFL reporter will not back down from criticizing the Cardinals for doing something right. We'll give you the latest next. It's Bickley and Murata mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Bickley and Murata. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Bickley and Murata Mornings. I've talked to people around the league about this, and maybe it's generational. Maybe I'm just talking to the older guard, but... I, 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 some people I talked to were happy that this happened because it's all one big competition. And the people who were locked in all weekend long, looking at fifth round, sixth round, seventh round prospects, studying film after film after film, they just kind of smile and nod when they hear something like this because it's all about the commitment you're willing to put in. It's all about how much of your personal life you're going to turn over to it. Mike Florio from Pro Football Talk, who joined us yesterday on the pro- Program, the subject of which he is speaking there, as we asked him about his criticism of the Arizona Cardinals for sending a large contingent of their coaching staff and front office to Norman, Oklahoma over the weekend to be with Kyler Murray as he got a statue as a Heisman Trophy winner uh, at Oklahoma Spring Game. And, and Mike Florio brought it up. We asked him about it. Um, he might be the only guy fighting this. <laughs> and he continued to fight the battle on his own show, PFT Live, with uh, co-host Chris Sims. You shouldn't be defending them. You should be upset that five days before the draft, they took off for something they didn't need to go to. Well, it, it, listen, it, 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 there's a lot to talk about here. First off, Kyler Murray, it's a new staff, everything like that. They want to support him. The organization's been a little shaky in supporting him, you know, at least as far as, you know, dating back to last year with the contract, you know, provisions and all that. So they want to support their guy, who is the, you know, marquee player in their franchise. I'm not mad at that. Mike, there's like... You now you support him? You now you support him? Draft good players. Well, Okay. That's how you support but, him. But are both things possible? Can't you yeah. support him by being there and draft good players starting on Thursday? Yeah, yeah listen, I, I think that, to me, there's a couple of things to be said here. Number one, I do believe Mike Florio when he says some people are clucking or rolling their eyes at the Cardinals. I don't think it has to do with the Kyler Murray thing. I think it's just all the disrespect that is kind of being funneled towards Arizona yeah. now for a lot of different it's reasons. It's very easy and very fashionable to laugh at the Arizona Cardinals. Yes. And a yes. lot of it is their own oh, doing. Yeah, a lot of it's self-inflicted, yes. so, they, so they get what's coming to him. But but Mike Florio, he knows better. He's a smart guy, so I wonder why he is, I wonder what he's got against the Cardinals, to be quite honest with you, because uh, he, he can discern the difference. He, he's smart enough to know that guys have cell phones, that there are private planes that you can bounce to Norman, Oklahoma, and get back in a couple of hours, mm-hmm. that, that, that the, and I think we all agree, showing the support to Kyler Murray is exactly, it's, it's the smartest thing the organization's done in months. Well, Chris Sims used the term 
terms, they've been a little shaky in their support of Kyler Murray. That's being kind. That's it's being been kind. absolutely puzzling how they've dealt with Kyler Murray, both Prop publicly, publicly and, and behind the scenes. Smear him behind his yes. back. Yes. Uh, yeah. Here was more from that exchange, by the way. So I, I you know, I, I don't agree with your sentiment there. I don't. Uh, well, that's right. fine. Yeah. That's fine. We'll see who they pick and we'll see how they do. Yeah. I, and, and I also think that if they if they feel compelled to do that in order to suck up to Kyler Murray. That's just not going to be. But like Mike, you're crazy. You're crazy. If that went on with the Bengals, if that went on with the Chiefs, it went on with the Chargers. All the head coaches are going to go there for it. Justin Herbert, statue in Oregon. I bet you Brandon Staley's there. I bet you if Mahomes gets a statue at Texas Tech, that Andy Reid would go down and have been there. That that would just be my assessment. Same with Zach Taylor. Exactly right. Uh, I I agree with Chris Sims on on this particular subject. We we asked Mike Florio about it yesterday. And what Mike Florio has done is something rare, too. He's kind of unified the Cardinals fan base. Well, listen, that's a great point. That's a really good point. And and let's not discount that. I think there's actually some value to that. Here's what I I think we need to say here for all the for all the criticisms of the Cardinals and there certainly will be more the lack of professionalism we kept hearing about really kind of came from the previous general manager in my opinion and if Monty Ford brings a level of professionalism to the job we will all be the better for it and this level of professionalism now extends to let's start giving our players a better vibe let's let's start making them angry at us let's 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 be partners with them let's invest in their lives and and so this is this is good because what was happening before with the uh, defending Kyler Murray publicly and smearing him privately, that's unprofessional. Uh-huh. And there's a lot of things the Cardinals have done recently that have been unprofessional, most of it from the general manager's office. Yes, and, and this general manager now realizes, hey, the check has been written. The contract is signed. Yeah. It is in our best interest to have this Kyler Murray thing work out. They right. don't want to be in the market right. to, to try to find their next future quarterback, uh, franchise quarterback, in the next couple of years. That's they right. want to put their That's support right. behind Kyler Murray, and if it works, it works. So, no. I, so I think I think people are the, people are starting to make fun of Jonathan Gannon's energy, and yes. and like I said, the the East Coast media, particularly the Philly media, they do not dig this cat at all. They he was the he was the whipping boy for the fan base. I know because, like I've said, I've got I've got a few really close friends who are just diehard Eagles fans, and they cannot stand Rich Gannon. Jonathan Gannon. I don't know what they think. I don't know what they think about Rich Gannon. Captain Gannon from Dragnet. (laughs) I just find it so interesting. I I don't know, man. Listen, it's it's part of every fan base has their Michigas, right, Jared? Every fan base has their hang-ups. And in Chicago, it's the same. Gotta play defense. And if you don't play defense, there's something wrong with you as a defensive coordinator. There's a lot of that in Philly. They didn't like... They lost the Super Bowl. They just lost the Super Bowl because their defense failed them in the second half. But it, w- so it of started well be. before the Super Bowl, Jarrett. Yes. Well before the Super it Bowl. It is true. And, and and Warren Sharp was the re- the writer who picked apart his uh, Jonathan Gannon's statements from last week about that de- you know, dealing with the media that apparently never happened. The theme was correct. Jonathan, the Eagles were atop the league and they were playing very good football, especially on the defensive side. And he was... Not exactly popular mm-hmm. in Philadelphia. No. No. I mean, that's no. the main thing. Yeah. So, so there's a lot of this, and, and but I think you you said something that's very interesting. There's a lot of this 
um, laughing, chiding, rolling their eyes at the Cardinals right now, and a lot of it's self-inflicted. But if it galvanizes everybody, if it makes everybody rally around themselves, rally around the family, Jared, with a pocket full, with of, a pocket shells. full of shells. Family, right? right? With a pocket full of shells. A year. It's 1984. But it, but it is but it is happening. You're it's it's absolutely happening. So it it's this is going to last until Thursday when they make that third pick. It just it does suck though that this new attitude of total support and love for your players is happening simultaneously while your two best players are demanding the trade out of town. <laughs> well, I I don't know if I don't know if either of those are really actually accurate. DeAndre Hopkins actually hasn't demanded anything. He's well, met with Monty Austin for it and delayed to Monty Austin for it. It's an interesting parallel the Buda Baker situation that's going on here. There's a similar situation going on in Tampa Bay with Devin White. Devin White yeah. came out and said, I want to be traded. And the Buccaneers were quiet for a while. But Todd Bowles, had, there was media availability. And he said, look, we're not trading Devin White. He's drawn the line in the sand. I don't know if that's a negotiating ploy or if it's you know maybe an yeah. opportunity to, to drum up more interest or sweeten a deal for mm-hmm. Devin White. But the Cardinals publicly have not said anything related to that yeah. uh, with, with the Buda Baker situation. So far, I, I've, I've liked everything I've heard about Monty Austin for it, aside from the there will be no egos allowed in the building, <laughs> aside from that unfortunate misstatement. Uh, but 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 I, I I really hope he he has his nerve and he holds firm here. He's got a couple. He's got he's 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 tap dancing around a few landmines here. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I just hope no friend ever invites Mike Florio to like a <laughs> restaurant opening or like something that they're going to be honored the, for because that'd be I, sucking up if he showed up. It's <laughs> <laughs> so weird to me. Some some people some people say something and then they dig their heels in. Oh, yeah, that he, is he, a they, they don't he, want to change. He's dying, you know, yeah, he's deciding exactly. to die on this hill. But, but, but again, all, but Mike is so good so much of the time. In my yeah, opinion. Right. In my opinion. Yeah. But there's so many people that believe that if you're tied to a bad organization and your performance as a team has suffered, you don't have a life. That yeah. 24 hours of your life is spent watching film or... You, you know, better not be on vacation yeah. for a yeah. Whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. yeah. And, and then you become weird. a demented, one-minded weirdo who can't relate to players anymore, yeah. can't lead, loses his way, loses his mind... Becomes bitter. Now, on what Sarah said, if, if anybody out there does have a restaurant opening and wants to invite me, he I will be there. No, uh, yeah, yeah, he would love to go. <laughs> and I'll go Suck too. up to Jarrett. Yeah, yeah. Uh, score the hottest ticket at Down Suns playoff tickets. Just text ticket to six twenty six twenty. Register and listen for your name in the seven o'clock noon and five o'clock hours for your chance to qualify for Game Five tickets tonight to see Suns and Clippers. That's ticket to six twenty six twenty. Speaking of that. The Phoenix Suns trying to give their fans something they have not experienced in 16 years. Will they get it done? We'll get into the Suns-Clippers Game 5 next. Bickley and Murata mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.